Welcome to episode 71 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, you know what, Mike? I'm better than most, not as good as some. How are you? Well, finally, you know, as WWE, WWF in its early days, Superstar used to say, finally, Mike. <laughs> Has won a FanDuel bet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I mean, all right, initial initial FanDuel investment was hundred dollars. Put hundred dollars in November when it became live to bet in Michigan. Put a hundred dollars in. I have not added any more since that hundred dollars. I've never, I've never withdrawn anything because it's just like it's fun, something to do, right, Dan? Sure. Yep. So. Anyway, I built my account up. I think the high water mark was five ninety five, give or take, something like that. I mean, not, nothing to retire on, but sure. Hey, I'm winning. Yeah, you know, yeah it's fun. One hundred, five hundred. Fuck, that's a win. Yeah. And lately, I mean, fuck, I can't, I can't pick the winner of a one horse race. <laughs> I mean, because the five ninety five is dwindled to three ten, and today at plus a thousand. And again, it's one of those things. Yeah, why didn't I bet the full fucking yeah. million dollars? Well, fuck, it's easy to bet after the fact. So I'm like, all right. I, I, I go into the NASCAR spreads and it's like, all right, Hamlin's plus 700, Chase Elliott's plus 900, Brad Kozlowski's plus 1100. I'm like, all right, you know what? Kozlowski's a fucking, he's, he's a bona fide. Winner every single week. I'm like, if I can win $1,100 on a $100 bet, I'm going to roll with it. Fuck it. Yeah. But, you know, gun shy that I am, because literally I have lost, and this is no exaggeration to our listeners, because we've always prided ourselves on full disclosure to the listeners, Dave. Absolutely. And I'm going to say conservatively, I've lost 11 straight bets. I mean, I <laughs> haven't fucking picked anything right. So... I'm not throwing a hundred dollars on Brad Kozlowski. Fuck, I, I don't I don't even know what's what what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. right. I'm a fucking loser. I can't pick anything. So let me guess, you put ten. I put ten dollars to win a hundred. Yeah. Hey, ten to one odds, fuck it, you know. Hey, yeah. And I'll be dipped in shit, which I haven't brought that up since like episode what was it, Chuck? Sixty six. I'll I'll be dipped in shit. Brad Kozlowski won the race. I fucking got off the schneid finally and won a FanDuel bet. So I'm I'm actually doing better than I was because I I mean it was a heater in the worst negative way possible on FanDuel because I I I mean teasers, parlays, single bets. Favorites, underdogs, overs, unders, that, blah, 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 blah. Anything I bet, I fucking lost it. <laughs> and then, like I said, the balance went from like 580-something to 310. I put $10 down on Kozlowski to win, and fucking Brad's, Brad Kozlowski came through. So, nice. thank you, Brad. So, nice. other than that, I'm doing fantastic, Dave. Yeah, well, that, you're doing fantastic. I just too. love winning <laughs> like it's better than losing. What movie? Oh, God. All right, think about it. We'll, we'll get back. All Introduce right. the first beer, Dave. Okay, the first beer. Brotherly Love, Hazy IPA from Victory Brewing Company. Uh, courage, change, community. 
this is it from. We've had. I think we've had a, one other or two other victories. I, I was going to say. I know we've yeah. had some victory on this, but we have not had brotherly love. From, from Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Almost sounds like I want to say. I want to pronounce it like a British town, like Downington. I almost want to say it like Bruce Springsteen down in down in Allentown. Wasn't that was yeah, one of yeah. Bruce Springsteen's song? Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, not. That's. Uh, didn't uh, went out uh, married Christy Brinkley? Check. Um, Bruce Springsteen. No, he didn't marry Christy Brinkley. Down there. Oh, Billy Joel. Yeah, Billy Joel, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. Fuck. Okay, you're good. Good call. Good. Hey. That's what makes us a great team. I fuck up, you pick me up. You fuck up, I pick you up. That's there you right. Go. Billy Joel, Chris yeah. Brinkley, Allentown. You, Boom! And you hit you hit the notes pretty well, so I picked uh, up, I could see go. the face and the... Oh, yeah, right. I won karaoke championships with that song. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it was a real small demographic. <laughs> it was like west of Merrill bars okay. that have like sure. less than 12 patrons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I won that title. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I hope you have your trophy at home. <laughs> All right, we cultivate hops. And now, through this hazy IPA, we are cultivating a universal sense of human kindness that inspires courage and ignites positive change within our communities. See through the haze and celebrate what unites us all. Brotherly love. And a good frickin' beer. Well, let's hope. Because really, Dave, isn't what this podcast is all about is trying to find good beers? Mm-hmm. This is episode 71, simple math, 71 times 3 is 3, 213 beers, give or take. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, as we cheers this, cheers. cheers. And drink, before you say. Oh, this, oh, fits. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. fits a particular category. Grass cutting beer. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yes, it is. This is very nice. You know, I, I just noticed something. Um, so, so Shelly, my wife, uh, she's really started to enjoy the uh, Dave Portnoy uh, pizza ratings. One, yeah, one, one bite. One bite. Even though we all know he takes more than one bite. Which has always been a sore spot for somebody with the OCD that our listeners know that I have. It's like, wait a second, it's one bite and that's like your third bite, Dave. Rate the motherfucker, Dave. <laughs> so, um, and I know, you know, he's got his, opens a box and it's either, he's got categories. You know, this is a football pizza. This is a, you know, I've, I've, I've watched a few with her. Um, this is, again, you know, I know I've beat this dead horse. This is my crazy busy season. Um, as far as work is concerned, it is literally seven days a week, every day, sun up to sundown. But uh, except for this, for the two and a half, three hours we do this pod, and um, I'm like, hey, you know, we've had our categories. We've got our lawn mowing beer. Yeah. We've got our punch in the gut beer, knock your ass out beer. And, so yeah, and this we got is, our thirty weight beer. Um, and I. I would lo- I would give anything to ask him that question. It's like I love I love the concept. He goes around promote. Basically, what he's doing is promoting small business. Really, you know, and, he's and not pizza. doing he's not doing Domino's. He's not doing Little right. Caesars. He's not doing the change. He's going into um, Dave's pizzeria. Right. And he's gonna he's gonna sample it. Yada yada yada. Whatever whatever. 
I like that, but like you said, the the rule is one bite. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, I like it. That's, I, I, like lo- it. I love it. I love it myself. I'm like, wait a minute, that's your third fucking bite, and you haven't given a rating yet. <laughs> well, so I got, a- I want to do I want to do one show with Dave, and is and we're beer tasters. So we got we have to find a uh, craft brew place that will serve pizza. And serve their own beer, and it's like, wait a second, Dave. No, it's one bite, one drink, and you're fucking raiding. I'm not giving you that second taste of that fucking pizza pie. You have one bite, one drink. We're raiding. I'm gonna hold them. That's my goal. That's my life's goal as a 54 year old white guy who has nothing better to do. Exactly. That's my one goal, Dave. Dave and I are gonna go coast to coast. Pillar to post, left to right, up and down. I was craft starting breweries to get, yeah. that will serve food because almost any craft brewery, a lot of them don't serve food, but they can bring a food. Uh, they yeah, can yeah, bring yeah. a food truck in, right. and it'll be like, all right, bring that food truck in that has the best pizza. Right. Boom, you try the pizza, I'll right. try the beer. Boom, rate it on to the next one. Yeah, that's my pitch. And I'll, I'll be sitting at home alone, rooting yawn. No, it'll be it's a or am, I, man, or am no, I the cameraman? No, it's a three man mosh pit. Oh, We're all okay. going on there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the, the, you know, that's the, a beer the, we had one time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a three man or one man mosh pit. I think it was one man. It mosh was a one man <laughs> mosh pit. Well, hey, I'll bring you along. It'll be a three man mosh pit. But so, <laughs> I'm feeling a little. I don't know. That, that sounds a little weird. We'll have to work on the wording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Now, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> Depends who she is. <laughs> she be a little offended by it, but anyway. Uh, all um, right. So, um, yeah, where are we where are we at with? Uh, you want to go sports? Yeah. Well, hey, UFC. Yep. Um, I can never pronounce these guys' names right. I apologize. Oh, yeah, so we, I went, main event last night. Yeah. Or no, I, I take that back. Wasn't the main event. It was one of the other fights where, in, in irony be damned, X number of years ago, Anderson, and this is courtesy of my son Justin, my oldest boy. Yeah. X number of years ago, Anderson Silva is fighting this, this cat. Yeah. Throws a leg kick. Silva breaks his leg on this guy's leg. Yeah, Max told me about that. Now, fast forward to last night. This guy throws a leg kick and breaks his leg. So, I mean, right. is that karma or what? It's like, I mean, it, it is a, yeah, you know, nasty. I mean, if you haven't seen I, I saw the kick. Right. My oldest boy put it up on Twitter. I saw the kick, and you can see the leg just like. But I guess the more gruesome part is when the guy tries to put weight on that leg yep. and it just it, buckles. I wouldn't buckles even watch. Straight. I wouldn't even fucking watch that. Right? He said, "Oh, Dad, that's not even the best part." I'm like, "Well, fuck! I've seen the I've seen the best part, Justin. I don't want to see anymore." And, you know, so I wouldn't look. But he said when he when he goes to step on it, and like, oh yeah, just <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like his 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 leg went sideways, like it was a like that was his foot pointing to. Pointing to the right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. And uh, and then was that, did I hear correctly? Was that, um, was that uh, Mesvidal's first uh, time getting uh, KO'd? Yes. Okay. Um, 
and he even said he's like he tipped his cap to him. He's like, hey, I I didn't respect his power, yeah. and that's what happens in this business. You start disrespecting somebody's ability, and you wind up like that. And he was like, because they they fought not too long ago, right? And the, it was the same winner, but um, he was like trash talking like ah oh, you're you're a bitch you you know you this is a lucky win you had a year low right you, and then all of a sudden like, last night <laughs> he caught him with a right cross and he was just out <laughs> and he's like hey you know he just and, folded and, up like a right and, and that's what, and he made no excuses he hey got yep. knocked out yep you know what can i do yep so um anyway uh I haven't heard, you know, the the talk has slowed down a little bit about football and the uh, and the impending. Um, I'm having. Why am I having a brain fart? Draft. In the middle of that? Yeah. Why? Well, it's not really an impending draft. There's a draft next weekend. Well, it's it's why whatever. Well, what 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 have you not heard? What, no, like, I'm just saying. Like, have it or? No, it's not, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying there was some pretty heavy news. That, you know, I was seeing it every day, every day, every day, and I think they've they've almost yeah, they've of, almost they've, they've yeah, ran out of things yeah, to say. They, yeah, they've built it up to the extreme that it's like, all right, well, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going one, right? Mike from Don't Forget, the, Mike from uh, Flight Football and Anything Else says. Mitch Trubisky will ultimately be a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I right. mean, it's, it's been beat to death, really. I mean, yeah. everybody knows my take on it, yeah. and I stand by it. Mac Jones is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. And here's here's a, I mean, this is almost a what do you think, Dave? But we're going to bring it up right here. You and I are not NFL talent scouts, correct? Correct. Last yeah. I checked. Exactly. I mean, you know, I think we could bullshit like maybe one or two of our listeners into thinking we were, but we're really not. Right. We don't know shit. We just watch the game and like, oh, that guy's good. Yeah. Oh, nice catch. Right? Well, probably. I mean, we probably know a little bit more. I mean, we can see yeah, some athletic promise. And, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, now if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Is Trevor Lawrence... And, and you're the you're Shad Khan or whatever his name is, <laughs> right? Are you is Trevor Lawrence your pick? Is it a no brainer in your mind? And don't fucking go on. No, for, and, yes, and, and the answer is yes. Okay. Now, how do you let's say in five years? And and again, I've told our listeners this is episode seventy one. I, I know I haven't said it once an episode, so I know I've told our listeners at least 25 times that I was adamant that Ryan Leaf was going to be a better quarterback in the NFL than Ryan, and then Peyton Manning. Right. Well, how'd that fucking turn out? I mean, I'm a fucking idiot. I mean, what the fuck do I know? I mean, Ryan Leaf, really? He was a fucking loser. So, all right, so now you're, you're Shad Khan. Yeah. You're sitting number one. Right. Let's say Trevor Lawrence is just a mega twat douchebag, worse than Ryan Leaf, worse than All right. any person you're going to. I mean, you can't really, like, me as an outsider, can I really bash you for taking Trevor Lawrence? No. Trevor Lawrence. No, you can't. 
Exactly. I agree with that. So now, okay. So now, now let's move to number two. I, I It's pretty much etched in stone that Zach Wilson's going to the Jets. Right. Personally, I do not fucking see how this kid is an NFL quarterback. And again, I'm not a scout. Fuck, right. I don't know. I mean, fuck, I, I think the best team BYU played, I think they played Merrill's JV team like in the third <laughs> week of the season just because of a COVID fill. And I think that was their best game of the year. And I think he threw for 222 yards and a touchdown. Right. So... Right. How, I mean, how? I mean, how do you that? And, and, you, and I it's all a crapshoot, man. It's like picking crap. stocks. Very much crapshoot, especially like when they go, "Oh, hey, Dave Dawson, he, he's a wide receiver out of uh, Bemidji State, and he benched two hundred twenty-five pounds thirty-one times." It's like, okay, that that's fucking real good for a wide receiver. But again, but my question to you is now, how does Dave Dawson, as a wide receiver, bench pressing twenty-five? Or 31 time, whatever I said my example. Well, the fuck, I already forgot my example. But how does that equate to NFL talents? Like right. the, tw- the the 225 pound bench press is a ridiculous judge of the NFL talent because it, the right. bench press right. has nothing to do with NFL right. potential. Right. Except, I mean, from a functional yeah, standpoint. I mean, wow, that guy's strong. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. Or, or a lineman coming up and, you know, pushing somebody forward with their hands. It's almost the same motion as a bench, but that is it. That's the only connection you could possibly make. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that on a great If they only did it for linemen. Okay, that one, I will support that. But, like, okay, hey, my my running back had 36. Two, okay, so what? <laughs> I mean, right. he's slow as shit, and he can't even get out of the backfield, and he can't read a cut, and he's averaging negative 2.2 yards of carry. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck how much he bench presses because right. yeah. it ain't helping him. Yeah. But so that's I've always said that you can't really judge a draft until five years down the road, and it's just like and, – and the only reason I bring this up is because Nick, my youngest son, is a huge Jaguar fan, so – as a father, you want your kids to be happy, yada yada, yada whatever. And it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm, almost, I've got my fucking fingers crossed that Trevor Lawrence is not a fucking turd, right? Because they're really, yeah. I mean, the, the Jaguars really can't take anybody else, right? I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, they. Not I mean, really. even, even if the guy is a turd and he's out of the uh, NFL right. in a year and a half, it's like, all right, well, the, right now, he's this the, guy he's is the, the best guy. Right. So you have to take him, right? Yeah. yeah. And and if he's a turd, then you like, and then that's how GMs lose yeah. their job. <laughs> right. Unless you've got a, you know, you've got a Tom Brady or a, you know, or anybody else sitting there. But, know, but Tom Brady won the seventh round, though. So that, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But you said, you know, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying, well, there, there may be a couple situations where you wouldn't. You know, if you have, if you have, um, you know, um, oh my God, I need to drink more. The wherewithal. No, the, the, Jesus. The, if you're a uh, intuitiveness. No, you're the, we're in the wrong thing. If you, if you're the guy for the Jesus, I'm editing all this out. Um, <laughs> Well, if you're like franchise a franchise player, you're the you're you know you're you've got a franchise contract. 
Right, but well, that's what essentially the number one pick is, is your franchise. It's like, you know, they're not going to pick us like, well, we're going to take Dave Dawson, the punter out of Northwestern, with the number one pick overall. And everybody's like, what? You're taking a punter number one? Are you fucking kidding me? He averages 75 yards. And then everybody's like, I don't give a fuck if he averages 100. Why would you take a punter number one? But that, I mean, that's the, I give, and I bring it up because, um, at um, episode 72 of Flight Football and anything else, recording, the first one or two rounds are going to be done on the NFL draft. And I think it's a lead pipe sense that Lawrence goes one, Wilson goes two. And it's just like, yeah. how do you like it? Like, all right, Dave Dawson, yeah. you're the Jaguars' number one guy. You're convinced. Do you just. Chalk it up to hey, this, that's business. Yep. And if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. Or like, do you, you know, yeah. pull a uh, Chester Bennington and just kick the stool out from underneath your feet? Because I mean, because there, there's a chance that you know maybe Zach Wilson's better than Trevor Lawrence. Well, in five years, who the hell knows? Maybe Josh Fields, who ends up going 17 to whoever's picking at 17, is the best of the bunch. Right. So what do those 16 teams do ahead of them? I mean, do all the GMs hang themselves? Like, why did I miss on Justin Fields, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's that. I think that is the major thing in the draft. Is like, it's become an event. Right. And, every, and you know, you want and. When when your team takes like the best offensive tackle available, it's like, oh fuck, and you're mad. And it's like, well, wait a second. I mean, this yeah. could be the building block because I, I'm I'm adamant with the Bears. If you can keep Andy Dalton upright, now is he the long term answer? Absolutely not. I mean, the guy Andy Dalton can play in the NFL. The Bears made a play for Russell Wilson. They gave, um, like, they offered 100 first-round picks, 100 second-round picks, and the right to Virginia McCaskey's uh, chocolate starfish. And Seattle turned him down. I mean, like, what more could the Bears do? Like, hey, we, we offered. Yeah. Right. And you know, and supposedly one of the players involved in that deal, but the Bears didn't want to name the name because that would create dissension amongst the ring. The uh, Seahawks need an edge rusher. Yeah. Khalil Mack is an edge rusher. Right. So the Bears made a play for Russell yep. Wilson. Yep. Boom. Bottom line. Yep. Seattle said no. So yep. the Bears said, all right, we'll give Andy Dalton one, $10 million. Sure. Well, and, that's the whole thing about the Trevor Lawrence thing, if you're asking, you know, if he's, a, you know, obviously he has talent. Um, he's got the size. He's got... All the he's all got the, the pretty all, long hair. All the nuances, including the pretty long hair. But like you said, if if the Jaguars line can't keep him upright, then he's no good to anybody. Right. He's just gonna you know he's gonna be a meat sandwich. Right. So, but again, I mean, all right. So, one hundred percent agreed. So circle back to the question. Okay, so if you can't keep him upright, so should the Jaguars take the best offensive tackle at number one? Or do you still take Trevor Lawrence and just cross your fingers like, well, no, let's I would, hope it, we keep him yeah, up? No, I, I, will, I will restate I would take Trevor Lawrence because, you know, it's a win-win. And by and large, it's, it's you know, if, if it doesn't work out in the first year or two, 
uh, it's a trading chip. You know what I mean? As far as potential, somebody's going to see potential in him in the first five years. Well, unless he's shitty, like Sam Darnold, and then yeah. the, the Panthers got Darnold for nothing, really. Yeah, true. True, you make a good and, point. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like, so the, the catch of the NFL draft is like, all right, I mean, much like what I did in FanDuel today. It's like, I, you know, I, I went to the NASCAR race. I looked, all right, Hamlin's plus 700, Elliott's plus 900, Blaney's plus 1,000, and Kozlowski's plus 1,100. I'm like, you know what? Kozlowski can win any race he's in. Right. And I'm like, all right, is he, is he going to win? Sure. I don't know, but... Fuck it, I'll put ten dollars to win a hundred on Kozlowski. And I, I think that's just what the NFL draft basically is. It's like, all right, well, if Lawrence is a piece of shit, it's not gonna be the first time that happens, but it's almost like you If you no, don't, then people are gonna say exactly, I think the only other option you could do is like, all right, oh Lions, you wanna draft number one? Okay, we'll trade you our number one. For your first round pick this year, your first round pick in 2022, your first round pick in 2023, and this player, and three second rounders conditionally. Okay, well, okay, if you did that, then that makes sense. But, I mean, if you're going to make the pick at one, yeah, I, I think Lawrence is really the only pick you can make. Yeah, True. Agreed. And he, even if even if he's a fucking the worst fucking NFL quarterback in the history of NFL quarterbacks, looking back, you say, "Well, he was really the yeah, really. What else could they have done?" No, right. All right. Now that we fucking have settled that, why don't we raid uh, brotherly love, Dave? Let's do it. And uh, let's see. You know, I didn't give the uh, ABV and the IBUs. So six percent alcohol, thirty-five IBUs. Uh, as we said in the beginning, this is, um, if if you're an IPA fan and, you know, you like it more subtle, more in like what Mike and I call the lawn mowing, the lawn mowing beer category, where you're going to have three or four or five while you're cutting your lawn on a nice hot sunny day. Uh, and you, you want to make sure you keep your lines fairly straight. This is, um, this is really good. Uh, I'm going to go... Really good, three point. Uh, yeah, I'm not a much. I'm I'm not much of a you know like like you like a like a uppercut to the jaw kind of a IPA. So this is right in my wheelhouse. I'm gonna go three point eight five. All right. Well, I've already had my rating written down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'll surprise you because everything you actually just said. I mean, it's like do the flavors pop out and overwhelm you? Not necessarily, but you taste that IPA flavor, and I think you could sit here and drink this all night long. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, until you reach your breaking point, which the <laughs> you know, in theory, that isn't that what drinking's all about. I mean, it's like, hey, if you drink a glass of wine at dinner and you drink like two ounces just for the medicinal purposes or whatever, I'm like. I'll tip my cap to you. Like, <laughs> what a loser. I'm drinking to, at very least, self-medicate. At the very least. Right. At the very yep, least. Yep. That's what I'm doing. And I absolutely love this beer. 
The I and I, I rated it a three point nine eight. There you go. And it's like you said. I mean, you could cut the grass with it. You could sit and get ready for you know on Super Bowl Sunday and just sit here and pound brotherly love by victory. I I, I I'm almost ashamed that I give give it a four, but I'm going to stick with my three point nine eight. Well, you can have your rating and you can stick to it too, Mike. Uh, but I need to get to the untapped rating. Our friends at Untapped, all of them. Let's see. I was three nine eight. You were three eight five. What is Untapped? Bring us, David. Uh, just a second here. Okay, with three thousand, almost four thousand check-ins. Drum roll, please. <laughs> all right, three point seven three. Oh, so we liked it better than the untapped crowd. We did. I think we like our lawn mowing ape. Uh, well, and you know, like this is kind of what we've said with un- with the untapped crowd. Um, you know, they tend to like a little more of a punch in the face, yeah. higher uh, ABV, and so that kind of validates, you know, the true. The I mean, I, it, but we, I mean, we weren't terribly off. I no. mean, I was three ninety eight, oh, no, no, no. so yeah, we were right there. All right. So let me introduce the second one. Uh, this one's from Austin Brothers. Kind Love of, Austin I, Brothers. Alpena, Michigan. We got to go this summer. Yes, we do. We got to make a road trip. Love our Austin Brothers. Uh, but this one is uh, uh, Michael-san. Konnichiwa. That's hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm being your goddamn slaves when I'm being, man. <laughs> what movie? Uh, I don't know. I'm in my flow right now. I can't think of movie lines. Being your goddamn slave, man. Uh, Konnichiwa. Some, you know, Japan, Japanese uh, uh, Godzilla. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. I can't believe I didn't get that. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, none of us can. That's terrible. Uh, especially when you set up with the fucking Freaking you know, Mr. Karate Miyagi, kid. The Mr. Miyagi accent. You're fucking you're like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're goddamn slaves what I'm being, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then naturally, all the karate moves you wax on, wax off. What? <laughs> naturally, they all come together. Yeah. It's like what a br- what a brilliant teacher. You know what I'm saying? It's like goddamn. There was no me, there was no movie magic in there. No, he waxed his car, painted his fence, and it, it all went flawlessly into the. Uh, Thank you, David. Yes. It all went flawlessly into it. But anyway, hey, Pat Marino, rest in peace, buddy. This is the Sumo Sumatra Imperial Stout. Alrighty. And it is stout at ABV of 11.4%. Yes, sir. And the infamous NA with the IBUs. I think when they get up into that alcohol content, they're, they're like, you know what? We don't give a fuck about the IBU because a lot of our higher alcohol is like NA. Fuck it, <laughs> we're not even going to measure that. It's just there's just a lot of alcohol. Drink it and shut up. So here's what they advertise on the can: You hear sumo, you think big. So that's what we did. Four hour boil to build a strong body. Then we rest rested. Yeah, that's what it says. Rested this for five days on Sumatra coffee, cocoa nibs, and Madagascar vanilla bean. The outcome is just that. Big flavors. Sneaky smooth and very drinkable for this high of an ABV beer. 
Yeah. And when you say when you think big, you say Sumatra. That's why I always have Liz address me as Sumatra. <laughs> Her sumo babe. All right, let's All right. rock. Oh, oh yeah, the old little splash here, the little dark splash. Looks like you're drinking a little. Oh yeah, it's a darkie. That is that is one of our thirty. Minutes. I suppose I suppose in twenty twenty one. That's not the proper description of the beer. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, the notes, not burnt chocolate. Very, very sweet chocolate. Cheers. Cheers. Touchdown. That's good shit. That might be better than the nitro. Yeah. From episode 70. Mm hmm. Which was the chocolate. The, the Vietnamese Saturday. chocolate imperial. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Again, one of those beers, I mean, this is definitely not a, a, a grass-cutting beer. because no. <laughs> I mean, this is like you, you sit down and you have a meal. Yeah. And you enjoy a beer, and this is almost like beer meal dessert, like, yeah. wrapped into one. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I said before... Boasting the, full of flavors, though. Oh. I, I said before the pod, too, there's a bourbon barrel uh, version of this. But I don't think yeah, that, so would, that know, would wreck it. I... I yeah, I, I don't need the bourbon barrel because I'm I'm not a bourbon barrel person. Although I will drink, well fuck, I'll drink anything. Who's kidding who? But um Yeah, the non bourbon bourbon barrel of the Suma Sumatra from Austin Brothers, the Imperial Stout. This is the, the, I mean this is fucking fucking. I'm flavorful. I'm just telling you right now we're both gonna be over a four point. It's just a matter of by the time we get to the bottom of this, right. where, where it's mean, gonna fall. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is almost like doing an athletic event. Yeah. And a nice ice cold glass of Nestle Quick chocolate milk. You know, that's what? how I, refreshing. It is. I mean, this this is fucking good. As that as that was leaving your mouth, I was thinking, you know, that was kind of a ridiculous. But no, actually, that is that is not a bad. But I don't want to make it seem like it's it's super sweet because it's not. Oh, it's not sweet at all. It but doesn't have. But it, it has that chocolate taste. It doesn't it's have like, the burnt, high alcohol, like some of like some of the imperial know, stouts I mean, with the cocoa in it with the high. It ABV. actually what really shames me, Dave, is I pride myself on uh, on this podcast seventy one episodes deep. I'm an IPA guy. I love my IPA. This is not. A, this is no. nothing remotely close to an IPA. <laughs> right. And this motherfucker is good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Now, again, I, I, I guess for the sake of our listeners and the sake of the pot, I would like to try the bourbon barrel. I don't think the bourbon barrel is needed no. with this particular brand because this this is very good. I mean... You might actually try to start mowing your lawn with this, but you won't finish right. mowing your lawn with this. All right. All right. So, segment two. Right. Tasting you know, two. Yeah. To segment two, tasting two, as we enjoy this. I mean, I'm like. You're befuddled, aren't you? Yeah, you I'm just very befuddled <laughs> because you showed me the tastes like IPA, Imperial Style IPA. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to really love the first and third. The second one is like, all right, if I can just get by it. And, you know, you know I'm a good actor. Hell, fuck, you know. They don't pay us the money they pay us. <laughs> Yeah, right, for me not right. to be able to add lib shit, right, right, Dave? Right, right, right. And it's like, 
All right, well, <laughs> this motherfucker's good, bro. <laughs> I, I don't care what anybody says. This is a quality beverage. Does this, okay, now, right, do uh, we talk about it right now or do we no, wait till the rating? Like, bring it, bring it. Is this is this approaching the um, the peppermint stout uh, from the Kentucky Bourbon Company? It's or, approaching or, it, but I, I personally think the peppermint because there's this is pure chocolate. In my would chocolate you agree? And this coffee, is just yeah. chocolate. Yep. I mean, I mean, this is chocolate milk <laughs> with alcohol, and okay. it's just it's <laughs> perfection. And if we could ever get Austin Brothers to sponsor flight football or anything else, I'd be eternally grateful to them. And I would, I'd love, I don't know if there's been an Austin Brothers that, there have been some that was like, okay, I'll give it a 2 8. Yeah, there are three. I mean, two eight. you know, 2 8's not a horrible rating. No. But it's like, all right, it's not that great. But most of the Austin Brothers in Alpena, Michigan, have, have been, been IPA stuff in the Murky series. Yeah, it's all been and this, it's all been three. Probably, I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna be a little bit conservative and say it's been three two five or better. Exactly, I agree with you. And the, and this this shatters three point two five, and it's not even IPA. Right. So hey, you know what? They weren't lying. Hey, I'm gonna tip my cap to you, Dave. Fucking job well done. I fucking love Suma Sumatra Imperial Stout. Got the big fucking sumo wrestler in the upper right hand corner. Fucking slime me to the mat. <laughs> this is 11. Well, all right. Yeah. Do you taste 11.4 on this? Not. It is I exactly mean, how it is exactly how they described it on the can. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing too, because you know sometimes you read the can and you, and you take the first couple of the, the first couple tastings of a beer and you're like bullshit. Who wrote that? Right. Because they're, they're an idiot. You know, or like high alcohol content, you're like, yeah. or low alcohol, and, and you're like, but I would never guess this is 11.4%. Ever. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in short, you tip keep it, it coming. <laughs> uh, all right. So, F you. All right. Hey, you know what? I'm not saying I'm not saying f you to you. I'm yeah, just saying well, I know we're, we're at I, that point. Yeah, I know what you're we're saying. We're at that point and in the show, Mike. I really have nothing for you, but I have one to keep our listeners in tune. I actually have two, and without further ado, we're going to introduce Miss Millie Jackson. So, yeah, I'm going to go first, Dave. All right. And it's the lesser of my two fuck yous. But my first one is, hey, even as great podcasting partners work well hand-in-hand -hand, simultaneously together, there are bound to be differences. You know, a little creative differences, a little differences of opinions, a little... Sure. Hey, little fuck you mamas, right? Yeah. It's what and makes life life. Exactly. Yeah. And now, I'm not 100% sure you had anything to do with it. Yeah. So if you didn't, then it's not directed at you. If you did, well, it is. It is. So, <laughs> last Wednesday. Yeah. I 
think the weather was like 96 and sunny, and prior to that day, the track meet was canceled due to weather conditions. <laughs> so whoever played a part in canceling that track conditions, I'm going to give a big, healthy, hearty fuck you to you because there was no way that fucking meet should have been canceled. All right. I, I, I understand, and I know, yeah. Did I have something to do with it? Yes, I did. And I will. I have broad shoulders, and I will graciously take that fuck you from you. So, um, but I'm not going to go into it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, but as long as you, as was I the you, only person that had anything to do no, with it? Absolutely the, right, not. So, you know, if you if you take and acknowledge this fuck you, we will move on and we will go to your fuck you. So, so my first fuck you is if you had something to do with it, I fuck you for canceling that meet. I think it was like 83 degrees <laughs> with a little slight breeze that made it a wind chill of 81 or something like that. But anyway, so anyway, yeah. so what is your fuck you, Dave? Uh, so actually, ironically, and we did not talk about this pre-pod. No, uh, no we did not. Mine actually has, a, has everything to do with a little bit of Mother Nature as well. Because two, was it two weeks ago that the buds started popping on the trees? Yes. I've been scratching my freaking eyes and, and, you know, and, and yeah, it, it, my, especially my eyes. If I get allergies, it's my eyes. And I'm constantly now in now COVID times, I'm a little more conscientious, I guess, but normally I just freaking rub them, you know, because that's what you do. But I'm constantly putting my hand like up in my sleeve and taking my sleeve and, you know, kind of carving out whatever's in my eyes and making a itch and, you know, by the end of the day, I realize, you know, because my eyes are now bloodshot from having my my sleeve in them. Um, so this time of year from now till about, you know, June 1st, uh, eyes get really itchy, a little bit watery. Um, it's just kind of a pain in the ass. So I, other than that, um, that's what I've got to say to, to allergies and all the freaking trees that are dropping all that yellow pollen and all the other shit. So you give a big fuck you to uh, mother nature, basically. Well, you know and what? I, I, I don't, that's a, you know, I'm a little bit superstitious because I don't want Mother Nature to come back and, uh, you know, make it. She's a little bit of a slut anyway. You know, you know, well, we both know a woman scorned. You know what I mean? Mother Nature's a little bit of a slut. You know, you see how she played her son's heat miser and coal miser. That's perfect. She fucking played those two. Yeah, I Playing those two off each other? Yeah, I'm not a fucking big fan of I'm the you know, so. heat miser. I'm Mr. Sun. You know, so I actually was partial to uh, Is it Snow Col- Miser. Snow Miser? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Ten Below. Is yeah. it Ten Below? Yeah, it's 110 Below. It's Ten Below and Mr. 101 is... Yeah, Heat Miser. Yeah, the Heat Miser. Yeah. yeah That's not bad. She fucking played those two against them. They fucking hate each other. And I know they need therapy some... <laughs> Mother Nature's a bitch. I don't like her. <laughs> Fuck her. That's so, pretty um, good for us to come up with that right off the top of our heads. And yeah, how many times did we watch that in order for that to happen? Yeah, I mean, there's no fucking rehearsing for flight football or anything else. This is fucking ad. This is improv comedy at its best, David. <laughs> That's why we get paid the big bucks. Yes, it is. You know, because I figured it out by the hour and for, by doing this pod, I actually make a, at least three cents an hour. Well, yeah, at, at least. least, at least, at the very least, 
Right. And but it's worth every penny for the joy we bring our four listeners. <laughs> I mean, every penny it's, it's worth every penny. So that was my only fuck you. All right. So my other fuck you, and I don't even. <laughs> Why are you struggling with it? I don't even because I don't even know if it's a fuck you on me or a fuck you on the Oakland Athletics. Because, like I said, prior to Brad Kozlowski bringing me a $10 bet to win a $100 bet. Prior to that, because I didn't know that was going to be a winner, I had, I had legitimately lost, I'm going to say conservatively, nine bets on FanDuel. All right. They're, they're nothing serious. I, I mean, I bet 10 here, 30 here, 5 here, 50 here, 10 sure. here. I, I lost like 30 bets. My, I'm still not down money. Right. My initial deposit was $100. My account got up to 600 and some. Again, not life-changing. Sure. But, you know, like EpiCabin, Nuclear Loose said, I just love winning like it's better than losing. I mean, that's life, right? I mean, you, yeah. you want to fucking win. You, you, like Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. Right. So anyway, so... I hear you, brother. I get my fucking... You're FanDuel, preaching to the choir. I get my FanDuel account up to like 600 bucks. You'd be between a combination of fantasy bets, real sports bets, even dabbling into the casino, which I think could be rigged very easily. So I get into the casino, play a few hands of blackjack, I win like $9, $12, $14, and I get out right away. Because oh, yeah. I, I just feel that's just like I said, I'm like, oh, this sucker's won $14. We're going to stick it right in the chute. <laughs> so I get out, I win my $14, I'm out. Right. So, but lately it's just been nothing but absolute loser. And the mantra of betters is winners bet with streaks, right. losers bet against them. Yep. So, seems, seems logical. Exactly. So, all right, the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. This year, started the season, they lost their first six games. Loser. All right, they're a shitty team, whatever, yep. who cares? They won a game and then lost a game. Okay. And then they went 13 straight games with the old three fingers. The old W. 13 straight victories. So today I'm like, all right, give me the Royals over Philip Fulmer and the Tigers. Tigers are shit. Yep. Royals have Danny Duffy. That's a gimme. All right. But there's no money to be had if you bet it straight up. Sure. I mean, you're going to have to bet like 500 bucks to even make it worth your while. And I'm not that ballsy of a gambler. Right. So I'm, I, okay, I'm give, me, give me the Royals and Danny Duffy. And fuck, the Orioles suck. <laughs> and the A's have won 13 straight. Winners bet with streaks. Yep. Losers bet against streaks. I see where this is going. So I'm going to take the <laughs> Oakland Athletics and the Kansas City Royals two-team parlay, ten to win. I think it was like fifty-two bucks. Again, not a life-altering amount, but hey, winning is better than losing, brother. <laughs> I mean, and I have lost. Like it was, I, I'm literally thinking it was like thirteen bets in a row. Yeah. Because these bets were made before the Kozlowski win. Right. You've and established I, you're a loser. Exactly. Yes, I've established I'm a very good loser. And 
I was like, all right, give me the fucking athletics and the Royals and a two-team parlay, 10 to win, like 32 or whatever it was. Royals did their part, shut the shut the Tigers out for nothing. Right, I saw fucking that. Orioles beat the fucking Athletics nine to one, eight to one, whatever. It's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? It wasn't even like three to two yeah, or anything. It's just fucking horrible. <laughs> it like, so now, I you know it, it it's a split 50-50, Fuck you for me. It's like fuck you to the Athletics for losing the game, and it's fuck you to that gambler's mantra of you. <laughs> Winners bet with streaks and losers bet against streaks because I bet with the streak and I took it right up the chute. So fuck everybody. Without the benefit of a reach around. Exactly. So <laughs> fuck everybody. Been, but hey, saving grace. Kozlowski saved the day. $10 won me 100 So there you go. And again, You're still up. And again, after this fact, is I'm kicking myself. It's like, God damn it. Why didn't I just throw the 50 on Kozlowski to win? But again, yeah. If you bet after the fact, fuck, Dave, there would be no casinos. You couldn't. I mean, everybody can win after the fact. Right, 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 right. For fuck's sakes. You are absolutely correct, Michael. All right, well, unless you got anything, you you ready to wait? The, uh, wait? Wait or rate? Rate. The sumo. Sumatra. <laughs> You're up first. Well, as our listeners knew... It's not a scientific. Dave and I are scientific. Dave and I are two. What are you talking about? I have this abacus over here. You you have your abacus, but by and large, you and I are two just <laughs> schmuck loser nobodies who rate beers and what we. And I actually think that's the pro to our podcast, Dave. It's like you know what? If I had an inside source to how, um. Sumo Sumatra Imperial Star from that Austin Brothers was brewed. And this guy gave me insider information. It's like, you know what? We really put um, horse semen and <laughs> cocaine into that beer. So it really should be pretty good. And I would go into it with, I would go into the rating with differently. Well, Jesus Christ, there's horse semen in this. It's got to be good. We're just two plain guys. We're fucking nobodies. We. No, nothing except other than like, do you like it or don't you like it? So, so what's your point? My point is, <laughs> the listeners know I go beer by beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And I rated the um, first beer, Brotherly Love, three nine eight. I'm an IPA guy, but this motherfucker is so rich. Like last week, that nitro that we had last week was so rich and flavorful. Sumo Sumatra Imperial Stout, if you like a chocolatey yep. coffee taste to your beer, I'm going 404. All right, so I'm going to shock you this time, actually, and I had mine written down ahead of time, just like I said at the beginning of this tasting. For everything you just said... And the fact that it's 11.4, and you you would never know it. Agreed. I agree. Never know yeah, it. Relative to a lot of 11 point, you know, 10 points, 11 yep. points, 12 points. I agree. I have mine at 4.35. I love this. I love this. And you, you, hey, you won't even get me an argument on me from that? I mean, like like I said, I, I mean, I liked it better than our first beer. 
My first beer I rated 398, so I had to go higher than 398. I mean, and this is, I mean, yeah. I would actually like to do a uh, head to head playoff Sumo Sumatra Imperial Stout and that um, the Nitro we had last week. Yeah, it was Brewdog because, and Evil Twin uh, had a had a collaboration on that. It was, yeah. uh, I'm not going to be able to, I don't have the paperwork right here, I don't think. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, that one just for uh, everybody's sake. Well, that's from the brewery Dick and I were at in Cleveland. Um, yeah. Um, the Blackwater series. Are you talking about? Oh, in the last one, that was the nitro, nitro hot cocoa, yes. imperial milk stout. Okay, so I got it wrong. I'm not thinking of the right beer. I had that one wrong. This one's from Southern Tier Brewing Company yes. in Lakewood, uh, New York. Right, and there's there's a uh, um, it was a 10 What 10 do you call ABV. them? A satellite breweries? Yeah. There's a Southern Tier in Cleveland, Ohio, that me, yep. the Fishman, at the Fishman 8 and I went to. Yep. And right. I didn't have that beer at that facility, but on the can, it was the Southern Tier Brewing. It was the nitro, hot cocoa, nice chocolate flavor, just like this Austin Brothers. And it was a. Uh, but I think without the nitro. If that beer, that um, Blackwater Series Nitro Hot Cocoa from Southern Tier, if that didn't have the nitro in it, I don't think it would have been as smooth as this one. Probably not. Probably not. But um, be interested to see what... I mean, because obviously this this is a totally different beer taste. Yeah. So be interested to see what any of our listeners come across. If, if, you, know, if you like that... Chocolatey taste. I think the Sumo Sumatra is right up your alley. And with that, I want to make sure we get to the untapped because I'm really curious to see what the untapped crowd says about this one as much as we're raving about it. So let me go to untapped. And was that, was it the Fishman or was that Grandpa Blackhawk that said we should do the, the rating, look at the untapped rating after? That was Henry. Oh, it was Henry. Oh, Oh, my apologies, Henry. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, So, here we go. Uh, Wow. See, now, 1,686 check-ins. All right. And the untapped crowd says 4.16. So, we liked it. Well, you liked it a little less. I liked it a little bit more. And it's actually right there in between. Well, Mike, I don't know how we're going to follow up on that. Uh, like you said, you know, it, we kind of sandwiched it in between the two B- IPAs, uh, you know, thinking it would kind of give our palates a break and we'd right. be able to rate the two IPAs a little bit differently. But, wow, uh, how do you follow that? Well, Griffin Claw Brewing Company is going to try to follow that with their Conflict of Interest. And this is a 16-ouncer. Uh, it, it's like I said, Conflict of Interest is the name. Kind of a cool can. I don't know why uh, there's been cooler cans, but uh, just interesting. Well, um, kind of, kind of. Funny, uh, funny you mentioned the, the cool can. It's like, all right, the, the name of the beer is Conflict of Interest, like you said. Yep. And then my guess is why the the name Conflict of Interest because if you if you read on the top, it, it's a New England IP. A New England-ish style India IPA. So 
there must be something in it that their Griffin Claw actually is hoping sets it apart from right. the traditional New England IPAs. Well, they mentioned it's uh, dry hopped with Nelson hops, and I don't know if I remember. Not that we pay it, like. We're not diligent about like what hops goes right, into but each Nelson beer. Hops do not sound familiar. It at doesn't all. sound familiar at all. Not mosaic. Not um, yeah, citra or all right. All right. So let us be the judges. This is New England or New England ish. Oh, and as we, uh, I know Grandpa Blackhawk hates this segment, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to even tell your loyal listeners, go fuck yourselves. I mean, this is what I'm <laughs> fucking talking about. And if you don't like it, fucking fast forward, hang yourself, shoot yourself, whatever you got to <laughs> do. But it's our podcast. We're not telling our <laughs> listeners to do that, by the way. Well, I am if you don't like it. So, cheers. Um, cheers. Now, not like I said, New England usually a New English style is usually a little hazier than this. Um, I can, I can see through this a little bit. What what what's what are the uh, statistics of this one, Dave? Oh, thank you. Six uh, percent alcohol, twenty five IBUs. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. And this I, is uh, Griffin Claws from Birmingham, Michigan, by the way. First taste, I liked it. So we'll uh, see how we feel a pint later. And um, if I can only remember why I was going to throw Black, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk under the bus. <laughs> oh, he! I know he doesn't like our fucking television ratings. You know what? Fuck him. My new fucking hero. Mm-hmm. And Nick Witzke. Yeah. I saw it. I'm. I don't know if you have to be an Amazon Prime member or what, but I saw on my Amazon Prime where you can get Showtime for two months for ninety nine cents a month. What you could you can catch up on the series I'm about to talk about, and you can fucking speedball through Showtime. So I'm not again. I don't know if you have to get Amazon Plus for that or whatever, but. I highly recommend it because, as the listeners know, my new fucking, my old fucking favorite was Frank Gallagher of Shameless. Shit, yeah. I mean, old favorite, well, really. What a loser. <laughs> you know, what a fucking loser. What a piece of shit. No good son of a bitch. But, you, you know, he was real. Oh, you so got to love him. He had to He fucking told him what he was. Exactly. And now. Seven episodes into season one, which started in 2016. So Liz and I have a lot of watch ahead of us. Another show t- showtime is roped to set. <laughs> yeah, we had the two month, we had the two week they free trial, and they just keep throwing fucking <laughs> and they gold nuggets. Yeah, they, they keep throwing that fucking golden nugget <laughs> out, and Liz and I keep just nibbling in the shore with it. But billions. Bobby Axelrod is my fucking hero. I love me some Bobby Axelrod. And I'll tell you what, folks. Hey, the series won me over in the initial episode one, season one. It lured me in with a... um, 
not an impromptu. What 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 is it? They're suggesting it, but you don't really a lewd see it. sex scene. No, no. You, you, they're suggesting it, but you don't really see it. All right. Um, um, oh fuck! Innuendo. Okay, let's go with innuendo. <laughs> but a uh, a uh, golden shower scene. Really? They don't show it, but I mean, literally the first. <laughs> Five minutes, the, the first two and a half minutes of the series is a golden shower, an implied, if you will, an implied golden shower. This and is Paul where... Giamatti is a recipient from oh, the girl, from, really? the, from the girl that is um, the the nurse in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Really? And Liz and I are seven episodes in. Paul's and, getting one? And Bobby Axelrod is my fucking hero. So if you have any access to Showtime, wow. it's billions. See, this is where... A billions. It's like Bobby Axelrod. I love Bobby Axelrod. See, this Liz is... Says she, he said, she's not even that, he's not even that good looking. I said, I don't give a fuck how good looking he is. He's fucking cool. <laughs> See, this is where this is where we go back to, uh, you know, to our brand. Where, you know, I think you're Walter Matthau, the explicit Walter Matthau, and I'm Jack Lemon. Because if I would have seen that right in the first sixty seconds, I would have went. Next show, I'm in. It's like, oh, golden shower. Let's go, baby. I mean, I don't even show it, but it's implied. It's an implied golden yeah. shower. Oh, my God. And Paul Giamatti oh is God. the recipient from his wife, oh. who is the... Um, Mike. Um, it's, oh, she's Mike. in... Um, oh, fuck. She's in uh, Sons of Anarchy, and it's the guy who gets fucking... He says, I'm good, and he gets bashed in prison. Oh, fuck. Chuck, you'll know what I'm talking about because you're a Sons of Anarchy freak. So, anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's like a brilliant fucking Series 7. And I'm. Uh, I've seen it advertised and, quite I, a bit, I'm, and everybody I'm, raves about it. Yeah. Bobby Axelrod is my fucking hero. <laughs> Even more so than Jack Gallagher or not, or Frank Gallagher, because Frank Gallagher, he was a bum loser. Bobby Axelrod is a billionaire. <laughs> so, Bobby Axelrod is my fucking hero. So and, is this uh, a spinoff of Wolf of Wall Street or something like that? Well, I don't know. It's a series that started in 2016. All right. One of the um, somebody that Liz's somebody that Liz worked with said, "I think you two would like this." Has and so they must said, know you. She even said it has enough sex that Mike would be interested. I'm like, well, how did I don't even know who she is? How does she know I'm such a pig? <laughs> but anyway, so but yeah, so Billions is fucking phenomenal. And the other thing, the other series I've been watching is City on a Hill. And I'm going to be frank. I mean, the acting, it's a, um, um, not, Mark, it? not Mark Wahlberg, but who's his, uh, uh, his uh, brother? No, not, not a Wahlberg guy, but the other, uh, not Matt Damon. Um, she, he was oh. with Jennifer Aniston in one oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, now you got me. Okay, we'll, to... we'll think of it in a second. <laughs> But he he produces this. Okay. And the acting, in my opinion, and I'm not even really a film critic. Right. What do I mean I'm not really a film yeah, critic? I'm are. not even a fucking film critic at all. No, you are a film critic. You just don't get paid to be a film critic. Good point. Actually, you do. Three cents an episode. Good fucking call, Dave. Thanks for fucking nice reality. I mean, technically, you not actually nice, are a film critic. Nice reality check, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> 
You're um, welcome. You're welcome, Mike. You and I keep wanting to say Matt Damon, but it's not Matt Damon. No, it's the it's guy that dated the no, guy that I know. Everybody Jeff. knows, and everybody's screaming. Ben Affleck. Thank you. It's Every, a Ben Affleck. Film. Everybody's screaming into their. Uh, yeah, it's a Ben Affleck film, and the acting in it, in my opinion, is fucking atrocious. <laughs> but Kevin Bacon, well, anything is, Kevin Bacon's in, is such a fucking slimeball. <laughs> I mean, everything he does, he's a fucking slime ball in it. And it all, it makes, it watch most like, this guy is such a fucking, so oh, you, I hate it. So you're, wait, you're, you're watching to see and waiting to see how low this can go. Exactly. Yeah. And and he he plays it brilliantly. So, City on the Hill and Billions. Yeah, billions. That's what I got. You know, hey. Yeah. So, Nick Witzke. Search for it because I, I I read first two months ninety nine cents a month, so and you can get catch up on Shameless Billions and City on the Hill because Showtime is fucking bringing the heat to the kitchen and cooking at a high temperature. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even rehearse that. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was fucking cliche at best, but <laughs> I, I, there was no rehearsing at all. No, I'm impressed. No, the only thing I've been, the only thing I watch, honestly, like I said at the beginning of the pod, is uh, uh, when I'm going to bed and my wife is asleep, fell asleep to Suits. So, you know, like any kind of a drama, you know, if you follow it like once, twice a week, you can kind of keep up like a soap opera kind of right. a thing. So um, that's about the and only that, thing, but it's good. That's why Liz and I don't fall asleep to shit we want to watch. We will fall asleep to like an ESPN 30 for 30 something because... Our Netflix is set up like it's like, all right, so you're going to watch Suits? Yeah. And, we, and you and I go to bed together? Which, Which has I, never I, happened. Well, no, I, but I'm sure, <laughs> and, and I know you want it to happen. I, I mean, I know yeah. we end every pod, yeah. and uh, I say, uh, as I look down at the bottom of my glass, you're looking, as I look down in the bottom of your shorts. Oh, my God. I, I mean, oh I, I know God. that's what, I know uh, that's what, but hey, there ain't nothing This to be is the shamed. second, oh, my God. There ain't nothing to be shamed of there, there, uh, brother. But right, come on. So, you know, we're, you know, we we don't watch something, we don't put on something that we want to watch because we know we're going to fall asleep and Netflix keeps playing right. for like three episodes and all of a sudden we'll pop up. Are you still watching? <laughs> It's like, well, I, mean, I either am or I'm not. So, yeah. you know, so we, so what we'll do is we'll put on ESPN 30 for 30. And we just like watch Nicole Brown Simpson get murdered over and over. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Don't OJ Simpson fucking files ESPN. We're we're not saying we support her and Ryan Colby getting murdered. We just watch it. Gotcha. Okay. Right, well, I'm so, glad you clarified. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're not fucking sickos. <laughs> All right. Well, well that's the she's that's not the, anyway. That's the that's the what have you been watching segment. Uh, question for you. So is this been, a random question or is this just no? This is quick? just a regular okay. like what okay. do you think, Mike, or what what's going on, Mike? Okay. So um, anyway, you've complained in the past about your knees, your hips. You're getting older. You know, blah blah blah. Whatever. Wine, wine, wine. And justly so, just okay. I've seen you walk in Ruby quite a bit, and now that the new sidewalks are in, that's a whole nother topic. How's it going? Is it getting better? I see you've got new shoes too, so I'm just I'm curious. Well, were the shoes because of the because of the knees and the hips and all that kind of stuff? 
Desperate attempt? Yes. Okay. And and I thank you for noticing. I thank you for bringing it up. And uh, so this is episode 71. I'm going to say around episode 68 and others. I, I pose the question, is pain relative or is it? all upstairs? Because I, and, and I want to know, am I the fucking toughest man on the planet? Right. Or am I a big, gigantic twat? <laughs> And then, because right, there, right. there's no way, to, I don't know if there's any scientific way to measure this, Dave. There is, and I'll tell you. All right. Well, do you want me to tell you now no, or you no, want to okay. Let me tell the story, and then right. you tell me if I'm a twat or the baddest man <laughs> on the planet. Okay. Because it's like, and the shoes have made a little bit of a difference. My feet feel better. Yeah. But, and... And, and Ruby and I go for a walk, and Ruby loves it. I mean, I think Ruby is the only thankful person of COVID. Right. Because Ruby was about 72 pounds in late 18, very early 19. COVID hit, everything closed, and Ruby and, and I went and walking, and now Ruby for is... For the purpose of the pod, Ruby, for those of anybody listening to this for the first time, Ruby is a dog. So don't think you know. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby is a dog. Because well, you just you just you just called Ruby a person just a second ago. Oh, well, so. she's my buddy. Well, she's, I know. She's my walking I know. buddy. I know, but some people might be scratching their head, going, "Who the hell is he walking? That's seventy-two pounds." <laughs> and, and, all right, in fair, and like you know, and before you know, when COVID first started, she was seventy-two. I have to get her in for rabies this summer, and if she's more than sixty-two pounds, I'll be shocked. Because her and I took offense, because I think the girls at animal, the Grash Animal Hospital kind of fucking mocked us. She, uh, she's a little bit heavy. <laughs> she's like, like, fuck you, you're fat too. And you're ugly, bitch. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so now Ruby and I are going to go in there. Ruby's going to come in at like 58, 59, 60, right. like 12 pounds. I was like, now who's fucking fat, bitch? <laughs> So that's what that's our goal. It's like right. it's like spike via the dog, <laughs> but and but and it's like towards the end of the walk it gets better, but the first part of the walk I am still in such right pain. Yep. Or pussiness. Right. I, I I may be the biggest fucking snowflake twat pussy on the planet. Right. But. Then I like kind of, I, I kind of tried to make a mental note, you know, like if I bend my knees more, mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt as bad. Sure. And, you know, if we kind of like, if I go into a slow jog, which Ruby doesn't like, because I think Ruby's just kind of like patronizing me because she'll, she'll be at the end of the six foot leash. Yeah. And you can see it's kind of like pulling at her throat, Straining but she loves, she loves it. She's just <laughs> going and I'm keeping up with her. But then what, if I break into a, if I say if I break into a jog, I'm kind of demeaning the word jog because I ain't fucking moving that fast. She's almost like, fuck you, I ain't running. And she, get, and she goes behind me. It's like, what are, you fucking were just six feet in front of me and now you're going to be behind me? Fuck, what is the matter with you? So she's fucking with me. I get it. She wants to kill me here about in the back of the rail trap. <laughs> 
So there's a fine line. So I yeah. don't know if I'm not walking right. Right. Uh, you know, if, if I'm all heels and it's just right. jamming my knees up into my spine, I'm going to have fucking have a brain aneurysm on the back <laughs> of the rail trail. So, so the way to tell whether you're, you're, you know, the toughest man in the world or the biggest twat is if you have an x-ray on your knees, you actually go into a doctor, Mike. There are these things called doctors, you know, that you can see and they'll tell. If they do an x-ray on your knee and if your meniscus is 100%, like, holy shit, you've got a teenage meniscus in there, then you're a twat, okay? If somebody does an x-ray in there or an MRI and says, uh, Mike, I just want to let you know, like, you have no meniscus left. There's, I don't know where it went. It's all shattered into pieces. You have nothing left then that means you're the toughest man in the world. Because because the bottom of your femur and the top of your tibia, tibia, I think it's a tibia, yeah, the top of your tibia are just crushing into the, you know, the bones are just mashing into each other every time your heel strikes the ground. So. All right, well, so. so that's the way to tell. If you want the answer to your question, that's how you get it. Well, then I have the answer to my question because the one time I went to the doctor, he looked at my x-ray and he fucking fainted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he yeah. must have how it's like you you do what <laughs> what is your job i can't believe it and he fucking painted but anyway it's like hey <laughs> painters are all dumb and i just keep fucking punish myself because ruby likes to walk and then she'll fucking shit a little marble just to chuckle that i have to fucking use a bag to pick up a fucking marble sized piece of shit and it's like, come on, Ruby, are you fucking kidding me? And I didn't even tell her, I yell at her. It's like, fucking, if you got a shit, shit, I'll carry a big giant fucking pound of shit and throw it in the trash bag on the fucking rail trail. Right. Don't fucking... <laughs> a little marble, because right. I, I can't leave a little marble on the new sidewalks here in Thomas Township on the ostracized. Well, like so I got to fucking it. use a bag for that little fucking marble... And then she just like looks at me like, ah, fucking, you're a loser. Well, okay, well, you just you just found your answer because you were telling everybody just a minute ago she's messing with you, you know, getting out in front of you, and then you pick up the pace and she gets behind you. So obviously she got the reaction she wanted to with the oh, little yeah, marble. She's fucking, she wants to kill me. <laughs> now, but hey, a, a total this in the business we call this a segue. <laughs> when I was young and rud, actually, it's a tangent. No, this is a segue. Oh, okay. And a tangent. I think it might be a segue and a tangent. <laughs> All right. But when I was young and read Penhorse Forum, there were a <laughs> lot of guys getting laid like out in parks and wilderness and desolate areas. I've never been broke for that situation walking with the Ruby. <laughs> but you haven't. Is assumed. it just me? Is it just me? <laughs> it could be, Mike. That I mean, that's actually hurtful because I've read a lot of like I. <laughs> Routinely, I walked my dog in yeah. this desolate path of hiking a mountain, and one day I saw this blonde with gigantic tips, and <laughs> on the third so, day, so. she would ride my cock. <laughs> it was like, wait, I never had that happen to me. It's so like, wait a minute. I consider myself a, you know, at, at worst, a below average looking guy is like nobody's ever asked to fuck me in the back of the wilderness. Now there there's not there's not a possibility. But they put no fucking horse crossings, but yet nobody wants to there's fuck not, me. I don't get there's it. There's not a possibility that in Penthouse they could have put a fictional story oh, no, in there. I, I never thought of that. You know, when it's I absolutely get, when nonfiction. When, I, when uh, I got the old five knuckle shuffle going, there ain't no fucking fiction involved, brother. 
I'm like, this guy is one lucky cat. He's walking six oh dogs and banging three girls. Oh this God. is my hero. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it's just amazing. I mean, that's the only reason Ruby and I walk the trail. Like, when are we? I'm like, Ruby, when are we going to find this girl that's going to sleep with me out in the back of the woods? <laughs> okay. No wow. offense, Leslie. I would never do that to you, Leslie. Just, it's just a thought that crosses my mind. It's like, because it happens to everybody but me. <laughs> wow, that took a turn. <laughs> it did, it? It, but it's just a fact. You, when you're walking out in the wilderness, you want to know if you're going to get fucked. You're talking, now wait a minute, time out. You're, you're comparing walking the rail trail in Thomas Township to walking the wilderness? There are some woods there. Right, yeah, yeah. All you got to do is like three hundred feet. All you got to do is wander in the back, get yourself armor, and just like, huh? Oh, oh, and I fell in love. She was beautiful, and I never saw her again. No, you're gonna. Be that the, happens to everybody except me. You're gonna be the guy that goes into the woods and comes out doing a penguin. <laughs> yeah, or you know, I'm I'm gonna be the guy that just stops to take a piss, and some little kid walks by now all of a sudden I'm a sex offender. <laughs> That you know, is true. And the kid's going to say, he was hung like a field mouse. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. All, All right. right. Yeah. Random, random question yeah, let's time reel before this, back, this goes. Okay, let's reel this back in, David. Before this goes really off the rails. All right. Random question. Now, so I'm watching I'm watching some um, some ESPN and uh, their, uh, their baseball, uh, pre-baseball uh, segment. That, that they have that I'm not going to remember the name of it right off the bat here. But anyway, they're talking about Dustin May. You know, Dustin May and his 98-mile-an-hour demon sink ball, right? Yep. So, I mean, I hope I don't answer my question right there. But, you know, we know some kids in the area. We know some people. Um, and, and obviously, you know, throughout the, the continental United States, there's probably a lot of teenage kids uh, you know, 18, 19 years old, that can throw 90 miles an hour. You know, probably more kids than can be, re- you know, recruited or, or, or signed an early contract to the uh, MLB. Sure. So what makes an MLB picture? What, what do you need? What are the, what are the characteristics? What are the, what are the, the, the nuances, the, the, the extras that, you know, Take a kid and, and, and they become an MLB pitcher. What do you think? Well, in this day and age, I think word of mouth is everything. I mean, hey, Dave. Um, yeah. Joe. I, Joe I, I got this kid. That, Joe Thompson. I got this kid that runs the. Uh, sure. What's the hurdle racing? Like the one tens, hundred ten meter hurdles. He runs hundred ten meter hurdles, and what's a good time? In in twelve point nine seconds. He runs it in twelve four. <laughs> but, no, twelve nine would be insane. I'm just saying. Well, this kid runs in twelve four. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you, is like, hey, this kid runs in twelve four, but you know, sure, his mom was a crack dealer, and his dad has shot himself. And he's living on his own, and his next relative is um, sure. his Aunt Lucy, who lives in the Saginaw area, and he's looking for someone, you know, so. Sure. 
So word, word gets of word, yeah, word of mouth is so, so like you're gonna be like, all right. Well, yeah, let's get him and roll in Swan Valley, and if this cat runs a twelve four in the hundred and ten meter hurdle, yeah, right. I'm gonna get some fucking points in my track season. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him and his mom and dad. So I think in this day and age, you got to get the word out. Right, and it gives you opportunities, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. You know, so I mean, whereas maybe in like '76. This same kid who still ran the same 12-4 didn't have the luxury of getting the shit out. I was like, well, he's just a product of mom's a crack whore and dad's a loser. And this kid will wind up working at a local supermarket till he kills somebody. <laughs> Why does it always have to end with death with you? Doesn't life always end with that thing? It does, Mike. Yes, it does. So that's I'm just I just keep this podcast real. It's just like everything ends in death because that's what happens. We all die. All right. Some more glamorous Touché. than others. Touché. Some more glamorous than others, and some like, wow, well, that was a weird. All right. But anyway, so and so getting back to the MLB. Right. So I mean, it's like years ago, like you know, you, you could slip through the radar. Sure. But now. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. YouTube. This, that, YouTube. The, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube probably the big one. This, that, and the other thing. You know, if you throw 100, oh, yeah. you, you ain't slipping through the cracks. Right. Everybody's going to know it. So sure. you get your shit out there and it's like, yeah. hey, this is me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I struck out the side on nine pitches, and all right. my, my slowest pitch was 99.6. Yeah. And then everybody was like, okay, well, that was decent high school competition. We want him with us. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, and I think, I think some kids can make a name for themselves. The only thing I was thinking of, in the sense that if they really like are a student of the game and they know, they, they, they do their homework. For example... Um, you hear about the quarterbacks. You hear about a lot of the quarterbacks, high school quarterbacks, college quarterbacks. Um, you know anybody from um, our boy uh, um, uh, Taylor, right? Number one draft pick. Taylor. MLB or not MLB? Jesus, I'm gonna edit this out for sure. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Hear about we hear about our boy Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Um, in the film room, studying, 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 knowing the teams that he's playing against, blah, 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 blah. So if you have a pitcher that knows, you know, the batter's coming up and knows this kid's a sucker for a high fastball. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or, you know, this kid uh, is going to bail out of the box if I, you know, um, you know, send him a little chin music in the beginning. You know, just somebody that's really, like, intelligent about what pitches he throws or, you know, and, and when he throws them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so I think that also, not only the 100 mile, the physical aspects of it, but, you know, this kid knows when to throw a particular pitch and, and has all those pitches in his toolbox. Oh, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean. And, and, and so apparently this Dustin May kid, which everybody is, is raving about, among others, um, you know, has has a couple of really nice... Uh, tools in his toolbox but I just you know I wanted to get your kind of your scope on that and you know uh, it's a super it's it's ridiculously competitive um, you know you look from all the we see it every day our kids played in the little leagues and 
you know, work their way on up and people spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in some cases, you know, to, to take their kids all over the, the region or even the U.S., you know, to get them exposure and to get them experience and, and things like that. So, um, and it's just, it is a crapshoot and, you know, I just. I, so now, speaking of crapshoots, now we were just today's, oh, by the way, listeners, Back to old school, this recording is actually being done on Sunday night, which like the last seven have been on seven Saturday night, which I know none of you give two fucking French fried titty fucks about. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw it out there. But, um, what you know, so tonight, Sunday, Saturday, track meet was Friday, right? Yep. Zane from Carson City. That is the, the man. That is, I mean, he's, he's I mean, the real he, deal. You know, he is. Bay City Western has another kid that's throwing one seventies, one in the one seventies. I'm well. betting my money on Zane. Fuck the guy from Bay City Western. <laughs> I'm betting my money on Zane because Zane's number four in the country at one ninety two. Very humble kid. Because I actually was like standing around him and a lot of, and, which leads me to another. I mean, this isn't a random question, David. It's not even a dig on you because you're the track coach, but it's like the one thing I don't like about track. Yeah, I don't like all the fucking tummy sticks between fucking teams. The what? The tummy sticks. It's like, oh, hey Dave. You know, I let, let's say I'm from school A and you're from school B. Hey Dave, good luck on the uh, hundred meter dash, buddy. Hey, I love you. I want to lick your balls. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a shit if anybody wants to lick your balls, but it's like, this is ridiculous. This is com- competition, bitch. Ain't no fucking well wishes to you. It's like, I- I'm with school A, you're with school B, and I fucking want to beat you. Right. The track events I go to, all these kids are like, yeah. <laughs> like rubbing each other's balls and shit. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is fucking competition. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> When that Zane's up throwing the shot put, when you when you know he's gonna win, you fucking yell, "Fuck you, you suck!" You're something like that. Do something! Don't fucking fucking rub his nuts as he's fucking throwing. That's stupid. Wow! I mean, it's just crazy. Like this is it, the greatest Mikeism. Nobody fucking in football, baseball, basketball. You're fucking against your opponent in track and field. Everybody's oh oh oh, Dave. Could you ever run the 110 meter hurdles and uh, do your best, buddy? I love you. It's like fuck you. Shut up. Get out of my fucking face. You're on the other team. I, that's dumb. And it, that's not a put down on you. That's right. The nature of the sport is yeah. just stupid. Yeah. It's like this is competition. Swan Valley should want to win every single event. Alma should want to win every single event. Carson City wants to win. And don't come rub my fucking balls because I fucking throw the shot put 40 fucking feet further than all you fucking loser because you suck. Don't, it's just stupid. It's like, come on, relax. You know, hey, this is competition. You don't have to be poor sports. Hey, fucking hate your guy. You know, yeah. long live Hitler. You don't have to say any stupid shit like that. But it's like, don't fucking rub the guy's balls. It's like, fuck, this is competition, man. Is that what you said to your kid? Well, well no, my kid, because my kid didn't go rub his balls. Who did? The Alma kid, oh. who the previous track meet, won the shot put by 10 foot, yeah. but knew that Zane kid was going to fucking whip his fucking ass 
who I was cheering for the Zane kid from Carson City to whip his ass, this fucking kid from Alma, who's, well, I'm a runner too, so I'm going to check in later. And like, well, don't beat us too bad. It, it was a, a defense mechanism. No one he's going to get fucking pummeled. And I fucking wanted this name to just bury his fucking ass because I, I, I hate fucking guys like that. He, the guy from Alma and the fucking uh, geared up guy from New Lothrop were cocks. <laughs> when I was in school, we referred to them as cocks. And this Zane kid, this Zane kid, by all appearances, is a level-headed kid. Yeah. Has to, he has to be when he's that talented. I mean, yeah, and he's just fucking that good. You just watch him throwing. You're like, hey, that's pretty special. Yeah. And so, but, so for for anybody for you guys that are listening to this, uh, we're talking about a kid from Carson City Crystal that when in the discus, if you've ever Olympic, high school, whatever, if you've ever seen anybody throw a discus, imagine most schools have. Uh, somewhere on their campus, one baseball or softball field, and then on the opposite end, they have, you know, however many, 200, 300 feet away, they have another baseball field facing them. And maybe the outfields, you know, they share an outfield, or sometimes there's a fence between them. But in this case, there wasn't a fence between them. This guy from home plate, which would be considered home plate, right. where the circle was, could throw it, you know, could, could chuck the discus, to the other infield. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was actually, it, and I mean, and, and no disrespect to you, Dave, because you're the track coach, and no disrespect to my son, who I love dearly. As a spectator, track can be kind of a boring sport to go watch. <laughs> other, than, other than the seven or eight seconds that you're involved in watching the event. Right. But... I actually was looking, I mean, and this kid fucking, and I told Nick and Hunter, I said, you're probably in the ballpark strength-wise, but this fucking cat's mechanics and velocity in mechanics is what, I mean. How does somebody spin that fast and stay in the circle? Oh, it was, it was, this fucking, and he's a junior. (laughs) And it was, I mean, and, and I know nothing about the sport. And I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, I almost get like a chubber. <laughs> I'm watching. I mean, this fucking guy is fucking. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. And it was, and it was like, so it's you know, and then, you know, everybody else is just going like, but yeah, every like the Alma team, come on, Dane. Don't mean this too bad. It's like, well, fuck, man. You, you, are, you, are you literally going to lick his ball? <laughs> he's winning. You know he's going to win, but fuck, this is competition, compete, man. Compete. Yeah, yeah, it's like, fuck you. You know, like, get, right. come on, dude, dude, miss it. Dude, come on, dude, miss it. Dude, 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 miss it. Miss it. You, you get his fucking head or something. I mean, it's just, it's crazy that. It, Obviously, the guy was going to win, win right. both yeah. aspects of the yeah. meeting. And like I told you, when he was there, I mean, other than faulting or a terribly bad day, I mean, he's obviously the state champ, right? Uh, in that division, I uh, there'll be a little bit of competition, but only one, one more, one more, or possibly two more. You know, uh, two guys. All right. Well, anyway, for our four listeners. Oh, at there, that level, though, uh, they're probably a division down, so not likely. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, listeners, if 
You can get a bet in on Michigan track <laughs> state finals. No, I don't think you can bet Zane from sports. Carson City. It's a lead pipe cinch. I will personally back your wagers. If you lose your wagers, I will re- I will refund your wagers because this fucking guy is the real deal. Humble as shit. Seems like to be the nicest guy in the face of the earth. Yeah. And... Yeah, tip so, my cap to him. Yeah, for for wagers less than fifty dollars. Oh, I'll back any wager. I mean, because so if this, somebody throws down 10 k. Yeah, this cat ain't losing the state <laughs> This cat is the state champion in disc and shot. I got gotcha. you. I fucking put it on episode seventy one of flights football. Anything else? If you fucking want to bet, Zane. Not sure of his last name, but Zane. There ain't too many Zane from Carson City. No. Zane from Carson City is going to be your state champion in disc and shot put. You want to bet otherwise, reach me at, oh, fuck, call me E-pod at FFA. And call me at Eric code 989. No, sh- no, 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 no. No, wait, wait, what is my phone number? 989 no, 475-5163, and I'll take your fucking bet because this cat is going to win state title. Lead pipe sent, locked, stocked, and delivered. You heard it here. You heard it here. Did we get the random question yet or no? Yeah. We talked about the MLB and uh, and Dustin May and yeah. I asked, you know, like my random question was, I just was curious about what In the business, they call that a segue then, don't they? That was a huge segue. Yeah, I mean. Almost a tangent. Yeah, we veered way left or way right or something like that. Fuck it though. All right, but we're going to rate conflict of interest. You're first. I am first. Good beer, good IPA. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So, I'm going to put this New England-ish style IPA, like Mike said at the beginning of this uh, segment, this tasting. And good flavor. Uh, there's not a lot of, like, ish. The ish part is there's not a lot of fruity notes that come out there. The Nelson Hops, I'm, I'm, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's kind of a Chevy Chase line from, what is it, Caddyshack? It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, no, Christmas uh, Christmas Vacation when he's tasting the eggnog. Okay. Yeah. All right, you're gonna take my word I, for it. Well, I, I knew I knew it wasn't Caddyshack, but all right, I'm gonna go three point two five. Wow, very good, but mm. you know, not necessarily knock my socks off. Bum 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 Uh oh, uh oh. What are you thinking? Wow, three point two five. Three point two five. Ah, fuck. Let me take one last drink here, David. All right. Oh, that's right. I've got my pint glass, but this is 16 ounce. I've got a little bit left in the can. There we go. He's, pon- I, I, he's I, pondering. I, he's I'm pondering. Gonna, I'm going to go my favorite of the night. What? And really? Um, well, you are. You said you. I'm, you are I'm, a self self acknowledged IPA guy, so. And it was better than the first, although you didn't seem to think so. And I'm going 4.10. Mm-hmm. Because 
Give it to me. Because, like you said, I'm a self-proclaimed IPA guy, so I've got to rate it higher than the Suma Sumatra, which I liked a lot, but they're comparable. So if you're going to give me a um, Imperial Stout or an IPA, I'm going to choose the IPA. So there's... There's a conflict of interest. Yeah, got the hiccups. Yes, I do, and I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna take the conflict of interest over the Suma Sumatra, and I will go four one zero. Wow, wow, four one zero. All right. Yeah, I didn't get the, and you know, I, anybody that's been listening since the beginning knows kind of I'm the I've got the sweet tooth of the two of us. So that makes sense why the the Suma Sumatra is probably my favorite. Um, and I'm not a hardcore IPA guy, although I definitely enjoy a good IPA. But uh, I'm going to stick with my 3.25. Yeah, I wasn't trying to fucking sway. I, I just no, think I know. this was a totally drinkable beer. Very solid. And now... If if you went beer for beer, it could be different. But like I, I our our rating system is not scientific in any way, shape, or form. Right. So what I try to do is like, all right, my the first beer we taste. Okay, it's this. Right. Second beer we taste. Okay, it's this. Right. And then the third beer is like. And I really like the second beer. I really like the Suma Sumatra. Right. But the conflict of interest, I'm like, you know what? This epitomizes what I really like in a beer. And it's, it's in, fuck, I rated it a 4.04 on the Suma Sumatra. And then I only went 4.10. So, I mean, they're fucking very close. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it's like, you know what? It's like, all right. The chocolatey sweet beer, yep, or the IPA flavor. Gonna go. With the I'm, IPA I'm gonna flavor. go with the IPA flavor. So, and then hence that is why. I mean, I won't argue the fact that you like beer two better than beer three, and I like beer three better than beer two. I'm not gonna fucking dispute that at all. I mean, my ranking is, I'll drink. I like conflict yeah. of interest. Better than the second beer, right? But I love the second beer as well, and you know, unfortunately, as I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see on my fucking beer, and as the late great Stuart Scott would say, "You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here." <laughs>